0: Welcome to the ADS Podcast. This is where we talk about all things audience development for the arts related. Join us for discussions about audience building tips, ideas, concepts, and philosophies with sometimes brought in special guests. And now, here's your latest podcast for you. This is Shoshana from Audience Development Specialists, and welcome to our next ADS podcast. And today I am by myself because I found a report that I wanted to share with you. The Wallace Foundation released a report called Getting Past, It's Not for People Like Us. And this was a report done by the Pacific Northwest Ballet in the Seattle area. And the report was Pacific Northwest Ballet Builds a Following with Teens and Young Adults. It was done by Bob Harlow and Tricia Haywood. I thought they did a fantastic job. And they highlighted five points just to start with to, to keep our mind where their mind is, and I totally agree with them. So the five points they highlighted are, number one, market research can sharpen engagement, strategy, development, and execution. It's exactly what they did. They did their research, and they used that to strategize points on how to build their younger audiences. Number two, audiences are open to engaging in the arts in new and different ways. They found that to be true, and that's something I have completely stated over and over again. Number three, audience building is an ongoing endeavor, not a one time initiative. So this is a continuous effort that we need to be doing. Number four, audience building efforts should be fully integrated into every element of an organization's operations not approached as a separate initiative or program so within the statement we have there's a team mentality but also all the strategies that you want to apply for audience development should be across the board with everything that you do from your website to your customer service etc and i have mentioned that before in the past And number five, programs that emerge from a clear and well-supported organizational mission develop in environments in which they can thrive. So that is exactly the five points. I totally agree with them, and I love that they have this mindset from the beginning of what they are doing here, which is building younger audiences. So let me just go over some of the executive report because I know not all of you are going to read this. So determined to make it easier for young people to get to know the company, its artists, and its work, Walker and her team embarked on an ambitious mission to overhaul PMB's external communications, website, and social media activity. The strategy looked beyond promotions of individual programs and considered how to impact overall perceptions of the company. PMB developed a steady stream of videos that showed daily life inside studios and performance spaces to give viewers an idea of what they could expect at a performance. These behind-the-scenes videos soon won thousands of YouTube fans and millions of annual views. At the same time, the company ramped up its social media presence on platforms like Twitter and Facebook, while also redesigning and relaunching its website to improve its visual appeal, add more functionality, and make it easier to navigate. Guided by market research findings, PMB overhauled its other communications materials to look more inviting and make the art form appear more accessible. Changing colors, using images that conveyed emotion and immediacy, even updating fonts and logos. Meanwhile, PMB introduced new ways for young audience members to find their place in the ballet world. A teen-only preview of PMB's Next Step Choreographer's Showcase gave teens an exclusive opportunity to socialize with their peers while being the first audience to see newly creative work. A continuing partnership with the Seattle Arts Access Organization called Teen Tix gave PMB a way to draw hundreds of teens per performance by offering heavily discounted day-of-show tickets and sparking conversations among Teen Tix members. Just as importantly, PMB made sure that teens and young adults felt welcomed as valued patrons once they got to the performance hall. So let's go over some of the efforts that they did in order to accomplish all of this, and the points that they did will, will be highlighted in our conversation here. So over a four-year time period, they tracked their efforts, and they found that their efforts after the four years really worked well. In most cases, they at least doubled their young audience which I thought was fabulous. So these were the things that they looked into. Number one, they started with the ticket price because they wanted the price to be accessible to young audience members. So the things that they did is they did student rush tickets, they did subscriptions for university students, very special price for them. They had a backstage pass set up and they, as I had mentioned, collaborated with the Teen Tix program in their area and then they had friday night rehearsals which were the special rehearsal nights for teens to come in and get that first look number two they wanted to make sure that teens can see themselves there because it was very important that the teenagers and the young audiences would feel comfortable and they could actually see themselves as being part of the ballet and so the things that they did there were they revised their online communications By doing this, they added more video, color and emotion, made the website easy to navigate, and made it more visual. So that was mentioned before, too, and we'll go more into that. So the teenagers overall, they would say things like, I don't really like your website. It's so clunky and it's hard to move around. Or where's the video? You've got people my age dancing in your company, but why can't I see them and hear what their voices sound like? And we also heard feedback from our students who were disappointed that they could not find videos of the faculty online and could not research their teaching style. So that is specific to people that are already in the the ballet world and you're not catering to them in in those instances. For a visual art form like ours, we were really missing a big opportunity, said PMB. So they went into research Moon to do it right and they researched young audiences and they found four different points um, that the young younger audiences were telling them that this is what you need to improve. So the first point, they think they won't understand the ballet, and that's a barrier. So these are like barriers to why young audience members do not attend. So the first thing that they said, their age group, they did different focus groups, the ages 22 to 34 said, I hesitate to go to something like that because i feel like i might get in there and then go wow i feel like an idiot because i don't know what's going on age 13 to 17 said i feel like i have to know something about it to appreciate it the second barrier is ballet is stuffy and boring and that is a a misconception that i'm sure lots of art forms can can say that that is a problem So age 13 to 17 said, it's not like music where there's 50 million variants of everything and you can mix and remix the songs and whatever. It's always just the same. (laughs) Age 18 to 24 said, it seems like a very formal evening, something you maybe wouldn't do with a large group of friends. And age 22 to 34 said, you can't stop and have drinks and talk in between sets or when things aren't going on, you can't socialize as much at it. So interesting, you know, socialization is very important. They don't want to feel like it's so formal that they can't go with a group of friends and have a good time. And the fact that it's always just the same, think about that. You know, the fact that the younger audiences do want something new and exciting to go to. The third point was advertising didn't entice them. And so age 22 to 34 said, it's just boring. It's like color backdrop of somebody in a weird pose so think about your advertising is this you do you have muted colors is your backdrop of somebody in a weird pose um age 18 to 24 it's a very traditional ballet looking picture to me it's something that didn't necessarily make me want to see the show so i didn't even bother reading the text that's important the picture has to be eye-catching first and make me want to read what it has to say So in this age bracket, and especially younger audiences, even up through Gen X, visuals are very important, and if the visual is boring, we're not going to bother reading the text. That's just the way it is. So age 22 to 34 also chimed in and said, not only do they look like they're in pain, (laughs) but the colors, it's beige on black, it's brown on black, it's beige brown on black, or it's black and white. I like color. And that is so true. The younger generations love color. And what's cool about this is there's multicultural things that you can do because lots of different cultures love color as well. So this is something that I think is an overall problem with the arts right now with how we are advertising. We are supposed to be really creative, fun Exciting, enticing, emotional, and our advertisements are flat and boring and doesn't have the color that would be the arts. So the young generation is doing us a favor here, especially in this research, and telling us that color is very extremely important. And so Website Did Not Engage was the last one. And because the younger generation typically finds their information online or by mobile devices these days, this is what they had to say. So age 26 to 35 said they are supposedly representing the essence of movement, but it wasn't there. That is really important. If your website is really... Emotionless and flat. That's not going to represent the movement that your art form is conveying. And then, age 13 to 17 said, it's really boring, even the font. It wasn't bold or trying to get my attention. And I have said this time and time again that your fonts, what you are trying to communicate, needs to show the emotion, the excitement in order to entice people. So, if you're saying celebrate, that font needs to be celebration it needs to represent what you were saying so think about the the movement of your website the movement of your visuals and your fonts and color and everything in order to entice not just young people but people in general so what they did after they did the research they took the four points and decided okay what are we going to do so the first thing was we're not engaged by pmb's website so the response was make the website more engaging with videos, easier navigation and a more aesthetically pleasing design. That's exactly what they did. Number 2. Are unfamiliar with ballet and PNB. So PNB's response was to develop extensive video content to introduce audiences to PNB artists and everyday goings-on in its classes and rehearsals as well as upcoming repertoire. So the behind-the-scenes element, the element of getting to know the dancers, and, and the putting this all together so people know how a ballet is formed and, and what happens to that ballet through the process. and So people become more attached to it. They become more involved in it with these types of videos. The third point, we're not interested by PMB's advertising. So they decided to challenge perceptions of stuffiness by revising the look of advertising and the brand to communicate emotion, immediacy, approachability, and inclusiveness. Two, make color scheme more inviting and dynamic. Three, replace images of dancers in position and distant stage shots with more emotionally engaging images. And four, include ticket price information. So that's making it very easy and accessible on the website and changing those images to be more dynamic. And the fourth point, expect ballet to be boring and stuffy, not for us. How would they work on that? They decided to create a peer group event organized around the ballet that is casual, social, and interactive. Also, continue low-price access programs to communicate and provide accessibility. And lastly, find ways to welcome young audiences at performances. And some of the things that they did is they put in their program to the older audiences, please help us make the younger audiences feel welcome, or welcome teens. And they did a whole thing on, on their teen program that they were doing so the regular audiences knew what was happening and what they were trying to do. The box office was specifically friendly to these people and made sure that the teenagers were comfortable and the younger audiences were comfortable. And with those special little touches that they had for teen nights or young audience social get-togethers, those types of programs help round out the whole thing. So that's what they did. So the engagement strategy, the four paths to connect with the young people With full support from PMB Executive Director David Brown Walker and her team devised a strategy with four components to tackle the challenges raised in the research. In addition to continuing its low-price ticket programs for teens and young adults – PMB deployed one, a redesigned website with easy to access information about the company, its artists, its schools, and its repertory, as well as more convenient ticket purchasing and other added functionality. So, on their site, they actually made it easier to purchase the tickets. Number two, a study stream of videos to help people become more familiar with the company and ballet by showing both PMB dancers on and off stage and students from the PMB school. Number three, a revised visual brand identity for both the website and all advertising to convey artistic excellence, while simultaneously making PMB appear more inclusive, inviting, and approachable. And lastly, number four, Teen Nights, an interactive teens-only preview of PMB's annual choreographer showcase that allows teens to engage with choreographers, dancers, and each other. And when they track this over the four-year time, There definitely was a major growth, especially within the first couple years of this program format. Right now, it's the time that they track this from the four years. It's leveling off just a little bit, so I think in in this case, they need to go back, reevaluate what's working, what's not working, and add new types of excitement to this program in order to continue it for it to grow. So I thought they did such a fabulous job with this, that the fact that they did the research, the focus groups with the different age groups of the younger audiences in order to get their opinions, and then they used those opinions and did something about it. And that is what's really important. So I would say anybody can do this. It doesn't have to be the younger audiences. It could be older audiences that you're trying to attract. Do the research, find out what they're thinking, And then create a program that will create the solutions for those barriers that they bring up to you. So as long as we're using the information from the research in order to then strategize solutions, I think all of us can definitely build wonderful, robust, multicultural, diverse audiences by just making sure that we communicate, we listen to them, And then we format strategies and programs that will then enable us to grow in those directions that we choose. So that is it for this ADS podcast. I hope you enjoyed this particular session. I will do this from time to time, bring up a report that I think is important for us to go over. So thanks so much for being with me on this ADS podcast. I hope you join us next time and we will be talking with Drew McManus from Adaptistration and we are actually going to be talking about his new website, artshacker.com. So join us next time. If you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, you can send it to ADS at buildmyaudience.com and visit us at buildmyaudience.com if I personally can help you with building your audience. Thanks again. Take care.